Hello and welcome to a Word for This Day podcast. I'm Jory Schaefer, the show's hosting creator, and it is my joy and my pleasure to welcome you today. Welcome back to all you regular listeners. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you for coming on this journey with me. I love it that we are studying God's Word and thinking about God's Word together. And welcome to anyone who's found us for the first time. I'm so glad that you are here. Thank you for stopping by. I want you to know that it is no accident that any of us are here today and we are talking about the truth that is found in God's Word, and we'll have such a wonderful example of a man who prayed and asked for God's blessing and how he went about it, and so I'm excited for this. There's much for us to learn here today. Uh, Please consider sharing this podcast with your friends, family, neighbors, strangers. If you uh, heard about this on a short-form video, whether it was YouTube or Instagram or Facebook or some other social media, please consider sharing. Uh, Please consider uh, telling your friends and family and neighbors about it um, because it's not to put me out there, but it's to get God's word out. We need to encourage people. You know, I love what uh, the psalmist wrote in um, Psalm 107, and I believe it starts in verse 19. Let me hop down there real fast. Um, If we look, it says, uh, Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He sent out his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. God's word is healing. It is revealing. It is just so important, and it is absolute truth, and this world needs that more than ever now. Please know that I love to hear from you, so send me um, an email sometime if you feel so led. You can find my email down in the show notes. And uh, know that I continue to pray for you daily, that the Lord would draw you closer to him and give you more of a desire to know him and his word. Well, our verse for the day for January the 11th, 2024, comes from the book of Nehemiah. In the Old Testament, it's Nehemiah chapter 1, verse 11, and it reads as follows from the English Standard Version. O Lord, let your ear be attentive to the prayer of your servant and to the prayer of your servants who delight to fear your name. And give success to your servant today and grant him mercy in the sight of this man. Now, I was a cupbearer to the king. And so I'm excited for us to park here and see what we can learn. We can see what was going on. We are in this book of Nehemiah, which is um, deep in the Old Testament. You may recall that the Old Testament begins with the five books of the law. Then it moves to Old Testament history. And this is the last of the books of Old Testament history that we find. It moves from there to the wisdom and poetry literature and then into the um, major prophets and the minor prophets. And we were in one of those minor prophets yesterday. Um, But this book of Nehemiah is the very last in that section of Old Testament history. Uh, The setting is that the people have gone into exile. The southern kingdom of Judah has gone into exile, and they are coming out of exile. The book of Ezra, Ezra, which was right before this, uh, chronicled the first returns of those uh, exiles from Babylon back to uh, Jerusalem, and the city was in ruins, and... um, 
this it, they came back in three waves and so nehemiah was the last of that and so i'm excited for us to park here um one would think that nehemiah may have written this because of the way that it opens up he says the words of nehemiah the son of hakaliah um at the beginning but it's thought that Ezra, who was a priest and a scribe, was probably the one that wrote this because in the earliest Hebrew manuscripts, they may have been joined together as one book. And the Latin Vulgate and the Greek Septuagint, which were the first translations of the Hebrew manuscripts, has this as second um Ezra. And so it's thought more than likely that Ezra wrote this. We know that God was the ultimate author and he inspired men to write these things, but um, that's just what is thought. And, and so for a little more background about what was going on at the time, do you remember a few days ago when we had, I think in on the 7th, so that would have been four days ago, and we were in that prophecy of Haggai and God had encouraged the people to consider their ways and get to work doing what God had commanded them to do. And that's what uh, Haggai the prophet had been given a word to do. Well, what had happened, Every all of those um, who had been exiled to Babylon, who had been carried off into exile by Nebuchadnezzar, uh, did not all come back at the same time. And, and they left over a different period, over a period of several years, and they came back over a period of several years. But they were um, in captivity for 70 years. So uh, there were three waves, so to speak, of returns uh, from that captivity from Babylon. And those people were now under um, under the control of Persia, Um There were three waves in which they came back to Jerusalem. The first uh, was when Haggai was given that uh, word to prophesy, and that that group was led by Zerubbabel and Joshua. The second group was led by Ezra, and then this third group was led by Nehemiah. So he brought that last wave in. And um, so let's open up and see here at the beginning of Nehemiah, what was going on, because we're we're told exactly what was going on about. He heard about some of those exiles that had come back to Jerusalem, uh, but he was still with the king, and so uh, he hadn't been able to return yet. So listen to this. Uh, It says, the words of Nehemiah, the son of Hakaliah. Now it happened in the month of Chislev in the 20th year as I was in Susa, the citadel, that Hanani, one of my brothers, came with certain men from Judah. So there are people that are coming back to tell uh, him, and he hears what's going on as that remnant has returned. It says, and I asked them concerning the Jews who escaped, who had survived the exile, and concerning Jerusalem. And they said to me, the remnant there in the province who had survived the exile is in great trouble and shame. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down and its gates are destroyed by fire. As soon as I heard these words, I sat down and wept and mourned for days, and I continued fasting and praying before the God of heaven. So Nehemiah, even though he was in the service of this Persian king, He still very much cared for the welfare of his people, of God's people, the chosen people. They had the covenants. They had the promises. They had the patriarchs. And um, so I'm going to pick up uh, right here in 
Um, it says, uh, and I may have just read this, as soon as I heard these words, I sat down and wept and mourned for days, and I continued fasting and praying before the God of heaven. And then he starts this heartfelt prayer, and it's such a wonderful um, reminder of us of how to come before a holy God. Um, we acknowledge who he is we acknowledge his sovereignty we come with reverence but we also know because he is a loving god and he does keep his promises and he is a faithful faithful god that we can come before him in reverence but also asking um boldly but we must get our hearts right we must confess our sins we must realize who we are in the presence of the holy of a holy god whose life um is who's who's uh, who has our lives i should say and our eternity and I, all the things about us are in his hands so listen to this example he says and i said O lord god of heaven the great and awesome God who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments. Let your ear be attentive and your eyes open to hear the prayer of your servant that I now pray before you day and night for the people of Israel, your servants, confessing the sins of the people of Israel, which we have sinned against you. Even I and my father's house have sinned. We have acted very corruptly against you and have not kept the commandments, the statutes, and the rules that you commanded your servant Moses. Remember the word that you commanded your servant Moses, saying, If you are unfaithful, I will scatter you among the peoples. But if you return to me and keep my commandments and do them, though your outcasts are in the uttermost parts of heaven, from there I will gather them and bring them to the place that I have chosen to make my name dwell there. They are your servants and your people whom you have redeemed by your great power and by your strong hand. And then here's our verse. O Lord, let your ear be attentive to the prayer of your servant and to the prayer of your servants who delight to fear your name and give success to your servant today and grant him mercy in the sight of this man. Now, I was cupbearer to the king. So um, Nehemiah was a cupbearer to the king that was a very close relationship it was a that was seen as a confidant to the king as very trusted position and so Nehemiah was praying and asking for God's help and God's favor before he went to the presence of the king uh, because the king didn't have to do this king was Artaxerxes and the king didn't have to do what Nehemiah asked but if you read forward and uh, and I would encourage you to do that if you read that next chapter you could see that uh, when Nehemiah was in the presence of Artaxerxes Artaxerxes recognized that Nehemiah was not his normal chipper self and um, he asked him what was going on and Nehemiah told him about his people and we later see that uh, Artaxerxes did grant him uh, the ability to go back. He made him governor over the over Jerusalem, and uh, Nehemiah went back on a couple of different occasions. And uh, so God heard that prayer, and He answered the prayer. But what a wonderful example of uh, how to pray! How a, a God fearing person approaches this throne. Um, God's throne before he went to the king's throne. And I just love that. 
he recounted uh, what had happened as he came to God's throne. He uh, recounted who God was and praised him and worshipped him when he described him, the Lord God of heaven, the great and awesome God who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments. That is God's character. That has always been God's character. It will forevermore be God's character. And then he recounts about how his people had turned away. And that's why uh, both the northern kingdom of Israel and that southern kingdom of Judah had been punished and sent into exiles because they had been unfaithful, because they had been disobedient, even though they had been warned by the by Moses. God had given Moses words to give to the people. That's what was in the Old Testament law and um, had even warned them. You know, and this was hundreds of years before, but he had warned them, if you go in almost, oh gracious, by this time, that would have been uh, at least probably 900 years before, uh, around uh, 1400 BC, and uh, and this has taken place somewhere in the mid-400s BC, and so... um, um, around 900 to 1,000 years before, uh, Nehemiah knew that history. He knew what had happened. He knew that the people had been unfaithful to God's commandments, and that is why God had sent prophets. That's why God had told them, you must turn away and then when, or turn back to me. And then when they didn't, um, God followed through with what he told them that he was going to do, and he scattered them. And so he had sent these to exile uh, under the hand of King Nebuchadnezzar, as we've talked about, and they're, uh, they're now coming back. And so I love, though, what um, Nehemiah does, and it's not that God didn't know, but Nehemiah is just laying out this example here, and he's like, they're your servants, they're your people, um, and uh, you have redeemed them (laughs) by your great power and your strong hand. He had, he had brought them back, even though it was, you know, the place was in ruins, he had done exactly what he said he would do. And then Nehemiah's uh, prayer, Oh Lord, let your ear be attentive to the prayer of your servant. In other words, please hear my prayer, Lord, and to the prayer of your servants who delight to fear your name and give success to your servant today and grant him mercy in the sight of this man. What a wonderful example of he was interceding for his people. He was confessing for himself and for his people and asking for the Lord to grant mercy. And Uh, You know, on this side of the cross, uh, God has made a way for us through Jesus and uh, the Holy Spirit to be able to come to him boldly before his throne of grace and to um, to ask for help in our time of need. We read about that in Hebrews chapter four. Verse 16, where it says, Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Now, this was uh, well after, you know, uh, Nehemiah's time, but he knew that character of God. God didn't change. Our interactions with God have always been based on faith. But I am so thankful that he sent Jesus, who made a way for us, uh, Jesus. Jesus, who was that mediator of the new covenant. Jesus, who was that great high priest. Um, Jesus, who was that great sacrifice, who made a way for us to be able to come to God the Father and ask. And uh, we read in Scripture that uh, he takes care of us. He provides for what we need. And that if we are faithful, if we are 
uh, obedient to him, um, if we are walking in his ways. It's not anything of ourselves, but it has to do with our obedience to him that he will give us exactly what we need according to his will. And um, that's uh, what Nehemiah was asking for. He was asking for God's help, and uh, God provided. God answered, and I'm so thankful for this example. And uh, we can do this as well. And I just want to close with a couple of different passages from uh, just two different psalms, but there are multiple psalms uh, that give us examples of coming boldly before God's throne. And so, But I want you to hear this in Psalm 116.1. It says, I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and my pleas for mercy. Because he inclined his ear to me, therefore I will call on him as long as I live. Oh, may we continue to call upon him. And then in Psalm 118, in verse 5, it says, Out of my distress I called on the Lord. The Lord answered me and set me free. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? The Lord is on my side as my helper. I shall look in triumph on those who hate me. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. And Nehemiah was doing that. He was entrusting God uh, as as he was getting ready to go to a king, an earthly king, and God was faithful and God answered. And that is our same God, friends. So uh, go boldly before his throne of grace. Make sure you're confessed up first, though. We read that if I cherished iniquity in my heart, as we read in the Psalms, the Lord would not have listened. You have to get your account settled. You have to realize who you are in the presence of a holy God. Confess your sins and then you can just pour out your heart to him. Sometimes he'll say yes. Sometimes he'll say no. Sometimes he'll say wait. Sometimes he'll say not quite yet, but his will and his ways are perfect and we can trust him completely. Blessings to you, friends. Until next time.